going on, Pursuit, New York City? Man, such an honor to be with you today for the Pursuit Conference. We're going to do this. Let's do this. I'm talking today about leadership birthed in prayer. Let me first say this. I believe that all of us have a call to lead. God has a mandate on your life to lead. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God has called you to bring influence there for the kingdom and to lead. You are the head and not the tail. And so I just want to encourage you, though, as a leader, our leadership in the kingdom, if it's truly going to make an impact, if it's truly going to bear fruit that remains, if it's truly going to be effective, it must be birthed from and come from a life of prayer. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read the entire story today or maybe any of it. But in 2 Kings chapter 9, we run across the story of a man named Jehu. Elijah uh, had gone to heaven, had left Elisha, his successor, who was running a school of the prophets. Uh, Ahab was gone, but Jezebel was still in the land. And she was still in control and influencing the king of Israel and the king of Judah. It was a dark time in the history of Israel. Idolatry and violence, the killing of the prophets, sexual immorality, Jezebel and her reign and influence was still prominent throughout Israel and Judah. But God was about to change that story. God was about to change the narrative. Although it looked bleak and dark in the history of Israel, it was all about to change because God was about to raise up and send a man named Jehu who was going to see an entire nation turn back to God and righteousness established once again. The story goes that Elisha takes one of the sons of the prophet and says, I want you to go find Jehu. Jehu had been uh, anointed already by uh, Elijah as king of Israel, but he hadn't taken his place yet. He was in a city called Ramoth Gilead. So the son of the prophet comes from Elisha to Jehu, 2 Kings chapter 9, and he comes in. And he comes to Jehu, he's sitting amongst his associates, and he says, Commander, I have a message for you. But Elisha made it very clear that in order for Jehu to get this message, he first had to separate himself to an inner room. He first had to separate, get up from among his associates and separate to an inner room. And so Jehu does, he gets up, and when he does, the prophet pours oil over him anoints him as king over Israel and begins to tell him what God's about to do in the nation and now he's about to dethrone and the reign of Jezebel is about to end. Sure enough, the story goes on where Jehu comes out and that's what happens. He rides and uh, he, he defeats the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and Jezebel is thrown down and dies. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says this, but you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. I believe that God is raising up leaders. 
I believe that God is raising up those who God is going to send into cities and spheres of influence. He's going to send them into nations of the earth to see righteousness established, to see the reign of Jezebel ended in our day. And although it may look bleak and it may look dark, there's another storyline that is progressing that God is at work in, and it is about raising up leaders. But those leaders must be birthed in the inner room of prayer. There are things that God has for you that you will only find in the secret place. I'm a firm believer that there are things that God releases corporately, that as we gather as a body and we worship and we pray, as we hear his word together, that God visits his people in a unique way and releases things to us in a corporate manner that we cannot get when we are independent and on our own. At the same time, I believe there are things that God reserves for those who separate themselves to the secret place of prayer. I believe that there are things that God releases to you individually that if you're going to be a leader who knows where you're going, if you're going to be a leader who has an authority on your life to see nations turn to God, then it's going to require you to step into the secret place because it is in the secret place where you will find things that you cannot get anywhere else. There is a extremely rare, critically endangered species of bat called the Seychelles sheath-tail bat. It's rare and endangered because it can only be found in one place. There's a string of islands called the Seychelles Islands in the Indian Ocean. And in this string of islands, there's one island called Silhouette Island. The Seychelles sheath-tailed bat is only, only lives on Silhouette Island. It's nowhere else in the world. If I had a passion to see this endangered bat and I wanted to go catch a, a live glimpse of this uh, bat before I died, I could look all across North America. I could look all across Central and South America. I could go across the continent of Africa and I could go across the continent of Asia. I could go to Australia. I could go to all of those places, but I would never find the bat. Do you want to know why? Because this bat is found in one place and one place only, Silhouette Island. If you want to see that bat, you got to go to that island. There's no other place to find it. In the same way, there are things that God has reserved for you that you will not find anywhere else but the secret place. You can go to every conference you want to. You can get every pastor you know to lay hands on you. You can go to every small group setting every Sunday morning, and they're all good. But there are some things that God reserves for the leaders who will separate themselves to the secret place of prayer. And it is there that God wants to meet us. Three quick things that I'm going to tell you that Jehu encountered. And then what we see in Matthew 6, 6. Three things that you will find in the secret place that you will need as a leader if you are going to be effective, if you are going to bring transformation, if you're going to have clarity on where to lead, if you're going to have authority. The first thing you find in the secret place is the Father. I love this in Matthew 6, 6, when Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room, your inner room, and when you shut the door, pray to your Father. You know who's, you know who's waiting for you in the secret place? Your Father. It's interesting because uh, 
you know, people sometimes say, well, I just have a hard time finding God. God's not hard to find. You know where he is? He's in the secret place. Uh, is God with us wherever we are? Yes. I, I, when I was uh, in my early 20s and the Lord was just stirring my heart for prayer, I would get up early in the morning, 5 a.m. I lived just a few miles away from Bethel Church in Reading where I was on staff. And so, you know, I just lived about four minutes away, but I'd get up at 5 a.m. and I would drive to this prayer house that had been built at Bethel. And this was before Bethel was Bethel as it is now, so there wasn't that many people there, and there was nobody in the prayer house at 5 a.m. And I would go. And uh, I would get to the prayer house, and it's, it's like uh, you go through double doors, then there's a hallway, then you go through another set of double doors into this, like, circular prayer room. And I don't fully know how to describe it except for this. I remember that I would... I would, I would drive up and I would go into the first set of doors. I'd walk down the hallway and then I'd walk into the second set of doors and I would step foot into the prayer room. And when I stepped foot into the prayer room, I would immediately be hit with the presence of God. He had been there waiting for me. I just began to weep the moment I would walk in. God was there waiting for me. Was God in my house? Yes. Was God in my car? Yes. Was God in the hallway? Yes. But there was, a, there was an encounter waiting for me with the Father when I separated myself to the secret place of prayer. You know what a father does? He names you. A father is who gives you identity. You know what leaders need in this hour? They need to be secure in who God has called them. They need to be secure in their identity. There is a lack of clarity in today's leaders that is causing them to walk with a lack of authority. Clarity in who I am brings authority in what I am called to do. Hear me again. Clarity in who I am brings authority for what I'm called to do. This is the story of John the Baptist. John the Baptist had his own secret place. It was called the desert. And it was in the desert that he was formed and shaped and God met with him in the desert. And when he came out of the secret place of the desert, there was no confusion about his identity. There was no confusion about who he was or what God had sent him to do. And when they asked him, are you the prophet? He said, no. Are you Elijah? He, he, said, he said this. They said, well, then who are you? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. He knew who he was. And because he had a clarity about his identity, there was an authority about his call. You know who gives you clarity on your identity? The Father. It is the Father who names you and speaks to you. We need a generation of leaders who know who they are because they have met with the Father in the secret place and the Father in the secret place has spoken who they are to them. It's the, it's, it's, it's the Father who's waiting for you in the secret place. The second thing is this, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I'm not gonna spend a long time on this, but if you think you're gonna be a leader and not walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, if you think you're going to change the world for God and yet not be saturated with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, 
Jehu separates to an inner room and, and the prophet pours oil all over him. There is an anointing for revival found in the inner room. There is an anointing for what God has called you to do found in the inner room. You cannot find it somewhere else. You cannot look for it somewhere else. It is one location. It is the secret place with God. And when you get in there with him, he begins to anoint you with the Holy Spirit. He begins to saturate every cell of your being with the Holy Spirit and his anointing. We need a generation of leaders who not only walk in authority in their call because they know who they are. We need a generation of leaders who are anointed by the Holy Spirit because they have separated to the prayer room and the Holy Spirit has saturated their life. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we have no power. Apart from the Holy Spirit, we have no anointing to see revival and transformation. And here's the third thing. You will find in the secret place the word of the Lord. John 15, 7 actually gives us a picture that faith comes when we're carrying the word of the Lord. It's important that you are leading from heaven's narrative. There's two narratives. There's the plan of the enemy and there's the plan of God. The problem is many times as leaders we become ineffective because we're more aware of the narrative of the enemy than we are the narrative of God. We're more connected to the news and to social media and to conversations with people. We are more aware of all that the enemy is wanting to do. And so because I'm more aware of what the enemy is wanting to do, I'm impressed by that and I'm more connected to his narrative. We need a generation of leaders that are not connected to the narrative of the enemy, but are connected to the narrative of God. This is what happened. That The prophet comes and says, listen, right now I know that Jezebel is reigning. Right now I know the land is filled, filled with violence. Right now I know that the land is full of sexual immorality and despair and heartache and pain and sin and violence. I know that that's what Israel looks like right now, but God's about to shift the story. God's about to send you to see righteousness established again. God has a story for the nation Jehu, and it's not Jezebel. It is righteousness being established, and Jehu comes out, and he no longer is looking with his eyes. He's no longer just attached. Listen, when you're attached to the storyline of Jezebel, then you are sitting hopeless, not moving forward. But when you get attached to the storyline of God, there is a hope and a faith that comes when you're carrying the word of the Lord as a leader into cities and nations because I know what God intends to do. I know, And it doesn't matter what I see on the news. It doesn't matter what social media is speaking to me. I have heard the word of the Lord. And I'm coming as a leader, full of hope, full of faith, because I know the narrative of heaven for this nation. Leaders are birthed in prayer in the secret place. There are things that you will only find there. I want to pray for you. Father, I'm asking that you would raise up a generation of leaders who have met you in the secret place, who have had their identity spoken over them, who come out of the secret place with authority and with anointing and with the word of the Lord. Raise up a generation of leaders.